Hey everyone, welcome back to She's Unoffendable and that she is me, Rebecca Hamilton. I'm an alignment coach, a speaker, law of attraction expert, and a master manifester. I love helping people bridge the gap between where they are and where they wanna be. If you wanna level up in every aspect of your life, you're in the right place. If you wanna know more about me, what I'm about, my classes, my stuff, go check out my website at www.rebecca.com hamilton.com. Okay, let's do this. So today I'm on here for a couple different reasons. And y'all, I know I haven't been on here for a couple days and I am sorry. Um, but I had to take care of myself. So if you don't are not on any of my other social media, then, um, let me give you the rundown of what's been going on this week. Because the thing I love about this is that you know, it's not about being positive all the time. It's not about feeling good all the time. It's about figuring out where you are and then reaching for more, waiting for that gap, that space where you can feel a little bit of relief and then reaching for more. So for me this week, um, I, so we just came off of this great week. We, I had heard from the, I had some big news coming in on the 19th. I heard from the private investigator and the attorney, and we have like all of this awesome stuff going on. When I tell you, like, we don't just have one thing that proves his innocence. We have like six things. You know, we have all of these pieces that it's just a matter of getting them all together, getting them into the court and getting it done. And so um, you may have heard me say this before, but the, the way the system works is that it is not about innocence when you're coming out of it. It is about processes and procedures and can you fit into the procedures? So for us, it's, we have to fit into this to this window of how long you have to present new evidence. So we're coming up on a year and for certain pieces of it, we only have a year. So earlier this week, I woke up in the middle of the night. And normally when I wake up in the middle of the night, I look around and then I just go back to sleep. Like I look around and either I got to go to the bathroom or I need a drink of water or something, or I don't. And I just woke up for some reason. I go back to sleep. Well, this time I woke up and I could not go back to sleep. So I looked at my phone, which I never do. And when I looked on it, there was an email from my husband. So he and I are able to email each other. We had written me an email at one in the morning saying, hey, they just packed me up. I'm moving. And so to put this in perspective, where he, where he was, was about an hour and a half, two hours from Detroit, which was perfect because then, you know, the investigator, the attorney, the different people that need to get to him can get to him very easily. Why does that help? Because it helps costs stay down and also helps uh, visits happen quicker. And so we thought it was really crazy, but so there's a place in Michigan that is the upper peninsula and it's like basically right across the street from Canada. And so it's not somewhere you want to be. He actually spent about eight years or so up in um, an institution called Kinross and that institution is very um, violent and, you know, like he would be at lunch and be, you know, um, just hanging out eating his food and somebody two people down or three people down get shanked and there's blood everywhere. I mean, it was like, it was, it was like the movies and, and, you know, but he found his way there. He figured out how to get his meditating in and how to reframe things and how to sort of stay out of the way. Because what we always talk about is that 
prison is like the micro of the macro, or is it the macro of the micro? Nope, it's the micro of the macro. So it's like prison is like a micro world to them. So it's like, just like I teach everybody out here, well, you know, if you are, if your energy is in a place where you are only vibrating in this higher frequency, then you are going to run into people and only be able to see people that are in that frequency. And the other people will just find their way out of there. Maybe, maybe you would have run into them, but they decided they had to go to the bathroom. So they took a left while you took a right. Like it's that type of thing. It's like this synchronistic thing, right? And so in there, it's the same thing. And that's what he learned to do over time is to figure out how to kind of work that. But anyway, it's, it's kind of beside the point. So we hear that. So I, so I hear that he's being moved and instantly I'm just like, first of all, I never would see that in the middle of the night. So I got to write him back really quick and, you know, told him I loved him. I know how this goes when they move. You can't get to them for a couple of days. You don't know where they're going. And you know that it is an uncomfortable process being moved because, you know, they're shackled the whole time. And um, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's the situation. And then if you have a layover, you are put like in this room where you sit shackled for some more time, like some more hours, and then another bus will come and get you. And so it's just not fun. I mean, nothing about prison is fun, but you can have a good perspective. Like you can make it as good as you can. And that's what I think is what we all have to do if we want to have a good life, right? So anyway, so the next day I'm hanging out and I get a call from somebody and they tell me that he is being transferred to LMF, also known as Alger Maximum Facility. And I am like shocked because let me tell you, my husband doesn't get tickets. Like he doesn't get in trouble. He doesn't get tickets. He doesn't, he's very stays out of the way. Like he's been there long enough and he knows how to stay out of the way and he wants to, you know, when you first get there, you fight a lot. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to like, he'll stand up for himself. He's definitely, he's like a man's man. He's going to defend himself, but he's, he's smart enough and gotten his ego in check enough that he realizes that every fight is not a fight you want to fight. And, you know, just because somebody's saying something doesn't mean he has to act. So he's just really um, taking it upon himself to grow in that way, which I love. And I always say, you know, I have people say, well, when he gets out, he's going to have so much growing to do to catch up with you. And I'm like, please, he is growing or we wouldn't be growing together. Like that's what happens when two people don't want to grow, then you grow apart and one goes and the other one doesn't. Or sometimes we decide that we're not going to grow because we don't want to lose the other person, which is crazy, but I get it, you know, because a lot of us are working out of fear and out of scarcity and things like that. So um, I've been there. I mean, I understand that. So anyway, so I find out he's going to this place. So it's not maximum security everywhere. They have, so my husband is a level two. So in prison, there is five levels and level one means you have a release date coming up. Level two means you are, it's as, it's as good as you get without having an impending like release date. So this prison is mostly a level four. So there's, you know, like six units and five of them are either level four or segregation. And then there's one unit that is, um, my husband level two and they have a dog program. 
So, um, and my husband used to be in the dog program. He rehabilitated um, greyhounds, which was kind of cool. And he really enjoyed that. But anyway, so he's at this place and it is the furthermost prison. I think it's right beside, um, there's two that are the furthest you can get, which is um, in the upper peninsula. And it's like you go straight up and then you hang a really hard and long left. It's in the middle of nowhere. Why does that matter? Because it doubles and triples costs. It makes it more difficult um, to get there. It means that um, it's, yeah, it's more, it's more difficult just to get into the prison because it's run like a level four instead of a level two where he was. And it was devastating. Like it was devastating to hear that. It was so hard when he was up there before and it was something that definitely allowed me to expand and find a better place. But I think it's a misnomer. Like I had somebody ask me that or say to me the other day when I was having a bad day, she was like, oh, I feel so much better knowing you have bad days. And I'm like, girl, we all have bad days. And I think one of the things that we do is we don't own them and we don't process them and we don't give ourselves the time and space to come up from them. You know, we have family who are saying, stop being a baby, stop being so sensitive, stop being this, get over it. You need to, you know, chin up, stop, you know, this and that. And it's like, no, I want to process this. I want to get over this because otherwise I leave all these little pieces out there and when they're triggered, they still affect me. So if you guys remember, I know I've said this, that energy is wherever you left it. So if you have a relationship, the last time you were in that relationship or with that person, that energy is where you left it. If you have a situation, that energy is the last place you left it. So if you don't take time to process your energy, and what I mean by process is feel where you feel. And I found myself, I was very fearful. I was scared for my husband. I, I always worry about that. Like, no, I don't always worry about that. I know that he is good and I see him in that light. But when things like that happen, it does trigger that. It, it, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's a way to fix that or to move that, but it's like, hey, it, it's there. So, so, we, so we had two choices at that time. Do we sit in, well, I can't believe, because it feels, it could feel like, that the powers that be are making this difficult, right? It could feel like we're so close, we're getting ready to go to court, we're getting ready to do these things. So it could feel like the powers that be just decided, you know what, uh, they're getting close because they, they listen to your phone calls and we talk every day. So, you know, and read your mail. So maybe they feel like, you know what, we're getting too close. So I could go down that rabbit hole. But the first question, and so could he, the first question I ask myself is, how is that going to make me feel, number one? Number two, is it true? And can I know it's true? Number two. And number three, um, is there anything, like, what can I do about it? Is there something that I can do about it? So these are like the three things that I'm looking at. So, you know, when I look at, is it true? And do I know it's true? Well, let me go back. If I look at it, does it make me feel good? Absolutely not. It does not make me feel good to think that other people have control, complete control over my life or his life. So no, or my son's life. Like it doesn't feel good. Two, is it true? Um, is it true that there's a conspiracy that they, he was sent there because they were trying to make it difficult? I don't know. So that answers the next question. 
I don't know if it's true. I don't know if him being there is because somebody felt that way. Or what I really believe is that when you start shifting up energy and you can notice this in your own life, when you start shifting up energy and you've actually gotten there and the energy moves, your world starts to move. And sometimes it can look negative. Sometimes you're losing a friend. Sometimes you're losing a job. Sometimes you're, whatever it is, you know, you're losing the security. But what I love is that it shows us that energy is moving. Like we want that. We want the energy to move. So in one regard, it almost makes sense to me. It almost makes sense that that could be it. And could it be something other than that? Yeah. It may just be that they had space. It may just be, and you can feel how much lighter it gets when you start going there. And people go, yeah, but don't you want to, you know, fight against it? And that leads me to my third question. Is there something I can do about it if I think that they sent him up there um, on a conspiracy? And the answer is no. The answer is no. So there's nowhere to go with that. So I'm always like trying to weigh, what am I doing? What is my, like when I get ready to go and I get ready to take a belief somewhere or I get ready to set my intention or set the energy, I wanna have like, what are these things? And I answer these questions every single time. So, for me, it was, okay, I've got to give myself room to breathe. And yes, I have these things. And yes, you know, everybody would say you have to be consistent. My thing is like, if I get onto this podcast and I talk to you guys and I'm inauthentic, I'm down low. I don't want to drag you down. I don't want to talk to you about this from a place that feels bad. And I did feel bad for a day. I felt bad that day. I felt like crap. I like, I watched movies. I ate a bunch of these caramel cream Hershey kisses that have pretzels in the middle. And I won't even lie to you and tell you that I, I mean, I, I, I ate pretty much a bag of them, like whatever, judge me later. I ate a bag of them. Um, I ate Mexican food. Yep, sure did. Um, and I'm on sort of like a keto, low carb diet for health reasons. But, um, but I did what I needed to do. Did I emotionally eat? Yes. Do I do it all the time? No. Did I, you know, chill out and give myself a little bit of space? Yes. And we have to do that for ourselves, y'all. Because if I had just said, well, you know what? Everything is fine, guys. No big deal. Guess who that hurts? It hurts me. It hurts me because that feeling is still there. I'm just denying it. So now I just segmented myself off. I decided that I don't want to feel that feeling, but I can't decide that I don't want to feel that feeling. That's not like you have to feel your feelings. They are there. Like, listen, y'all, this is crazy. And this is the thing that I really want you to hear. Your feelings are indicators of where you are. So if I, if I go off of that, if I decide like your feelings are indicator of, of how aligned you are. So initially when I heard that I wasn't aligned because I wasn't believing that this was a good thing. I was devastated. I was thinking of all of the ways that it hurt us. I was thinking of all of the ways that it wasn't fair. And why did he have to go up there and he didn't do anything and whatever, whatever, whatever. But then as I allowed myself and I gave myself some space and I started to 
think about, like I said, go through the process of, you know, is it true and how does it feel and can I do anything about it and all of that. Then I started to slowly bring myself up and go, okay, what are some other realities? What are some other positions that I can take about this that are going to be more helpful? And so now today, it's still going to be difficult. Y'all, it's going to be difficult, but it, it almost makes me feel like, well then, well, then we have to do it. It's going to be difficult, but you know what? We, we have to do it. It doesn't change anything. And I still know, like I still know that we're on that journey. And I still know that it's the next logical step. And if I look right at the situation, is it going to feel good? No, not really. I mean, there's no way for me to look straight at prison in general, knowing that my husband is innocent, knowing what he goes through. There's no way to look at it specifically. And I thank him because he does not get on the phone with me and complain. He does not write me letters and complain. We live in our own separate world about that. He doesn't bring that prison piece of it into it. Like he does, we do talk about some things, like if something big, but you know, we aren't trying to live there. We're trying to live here and where we're going and what's going on. So, um, you know, I love when something happens and I can come on and say, hey, look, this happened and here's how I dealt with it. Because I think what is so missing in law of attraction in general is that it's this, it's this high sort of vibe, it's this higher um, idea. It's like this high-minded idea of, it's very conceptual, like, hey, like attracts like, and hey, if you do this, you get this. And if you think these thoughts, you get this. And if you can find the feeling place. And, but a lot of people haven't actually done it. And a lot of people don't do it all the time. Like a lot of people um, have a mix of where it's like, well, it's okay to be a victim here, but it's not okay to be a victim here. And you have to have your power here. But if somebody takes your power and it's, you can't do that with law of attraction, like you can, but you're going to live in this space where you're feeling like, why isn't it working? And the reason isn't working is because you are trying to mix. It's like law of attraction just is. You are aligned one way or the other. How do you want to be aligned? That's where law of attraction comes in. Well, that's where your power in law of attraction comes in. Law of attraction is already working. And so, um, so yeah, so the update is I talked to my husband and I was so happy because it was, it was like a couple days and I was free, you know, I was, I was, um, I was feeling just upset and I didn't know, were they holding him? Were they going to put like, I didn't know what they were doing. I'm like, we're so on the edge of him coming out. What's happening? Are they, you know, are they going to let him get to the phone? Are they trying to keep him away from me? You know, whatever. And, um, so I got to talk to him and he's doing fine. And, and, and we're another step closer. Like we are getting there. And so I just want to give you guys hope that in, in hope and belief and, and the idea that keep reaching, keep reaching for that next better place. And yes, things are going to come that maybe don't look like your path of least resistance, but they are, Ooh, ooh we're going to talk about path of least resistance. The next one, um, because I love the path of least resistance. I love the idea that the universe is bringing things to you in the fastest route possible. And that route is the path of least resistance. It is not the easiest, but it is the path of least resistance. So we're going to talk about that um, on the next one. But I wanted to give you guys an update. 
Uh, thank you so much to every single person who subscribes and downloads. And um, I would personally love, love, love your feedback. If there is a space to give me feedback, if there's a space to give me a review, if you want to send me an email at she's unoffendable at gmail.com, I would love to hear from you. You know, uh, your questions, what you have going on um, so that I can talk about it and address it and it'll give me things to talk about. And, um, and I want to give you guys what you want. Like, what do you want to know about law of attraction? What do you want to know about how to create? Because I want to tell you. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we are on to the next step and trust and believe the next thing that I know, the next information that I get, you guys are going to be the first to know about it. And, um, and yeah, I want to give you a little more details too about what we found and what's going on, but I'm always torn. I'm not sure how much I can say, so I'm st staying a little vague there, but, uh, but you will know it all and uh, definitely know it all when my book comes out. So anyway, y'all, until next time, keep the long view. That's what's going to keep you sane and stay thankful. Bye, y'all.